0: Check out our podcast, The Step Over, Liberty Ballers Podcast network for all of your Sixers needs.: Player analysis, game breakdowns, who would look coolest in a headband and more. Subscribe to Liberty Baller's podcast feed on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and check out the Step Over, a podcast about Sixers basketball Mostly. Welcome to At The Podium. This is episode 17.5, brought to you by the five folks at SB Nation and Bleeding Green Nation. I am your host, Michael Kist. You can follow me on Twitter at MichaelKistNFL. Today, we have two press conferences. First up is defensive coordinator Jim Schwartz, who is coming off a shutout win over the Redskins. He talked about the goose egg being a reward for the defense that shows how far they've come since the New Orleans Saints fiasco. He also touched on the similarities of the Matt Nagy Bears offense with the Andy Reid and Sean McVeigh offenses in Kansas City. And Los Angeles and the challenges that that presents, including keeping track of multi-tool weapon running back Tariq Cohen. He also touches on their use of RPOs, and I wrote this up for BleedingGreenNation.com and what Schwartz will need to do to put his players in a position to succeed against those RPO concepts, so make sure you give that a read in preparation for this matchup. The second press conference today is Offensive Coordinator Mike Groh, who talks about Nick Foles finding his groove, the offense's heightened sense of urgency, and the challenges of playing a Bears defense that ranks second in Football Outsiders DVOA metric and leads nearly all categories when it comes to per-drive efficiency. But enough talk from me. That's not what you're here for. Let's go to the podium.
1: Yeah, I think the Mummers have a little better, uh, a little better, little better better temperature than, um... (laughs) I was telling I Don Stro. Um, the first mummer experience I ever had. I was uh, one of my college friends got married here in Philly, by the Art Museum at the Botanical Gardens, and uh, you know, a bunch of college friends came in from out of town, and we're in the middle of the reception, and in marched a um, string band, a mummer string band, and the crowd went crazy. I mean, it like I mean the, the the party was going anyway, and then the mummers just took it to a different level, and everybody was going out of their minds. And like, there's like a half a dozen of us that weren't from Philly. We're looking around like, "What's going on? Why are all these people like like what's?" And um, but then, yeah, that's my 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 family always really enjoyed that. Um, you know, being here when um, when mummers were coming down Broad Street. And, yeah, awesome. All right, next. How
2: does it feel to be able to defend the Super Bowl title in the postseason after all you guys have been through?
1: Yeah, you know, I think um, obviously. You know, that's probably goal number one is to make it into the tournament. Um, you know, so I think that at the beginning of the year for 32 teams, you know, try to find some way in. So, you know, certainly that's part of it. Um, you know, we, we had a lot of ups and downs over the course of the year. It wasn't it wasn't an easy uh, thing for us. We had to play our best football at the end of the year. We, you know, just like last year, had to overcome a lot of injuries. Um I do think that we're maybe a little bit more battle tested as a result. Um, I hope that bears out when it comes to um, when it comes to the game on Sunday.
2: Jimmy, how hard it is to shut a team out in today's NFL. I know all you care about is W, but a little feather in your cap. No points.
1: Yeah, I mean, you give me a 35-34 win, I'll take it any day. Um, that's just just the way it goes. Um, I was proud of the players. You know, they they had they had worked really hard and. Um, that, that was sort of a, you know, more of a, um, you know, a, a reward for them, for the last six weeks or whatever it's been since um, since the wheels fell off at New Orleans. Um, but they were able to come back and get that. I mean, it, it, not everything's easy in the NFL, and and you know they they worked they worked really hard, and we've had a lot of different guys playing a lot of different positions. I think it's more of a reward for them. Than us, you know, when, when, as a coach, you're just trying to manage the game and trying to figure the best way to go about it. You're not, you're not, um, you know, you're not sitting there thinking, okay, I might, I need to get my third down percentage to this or my, you know, points to this. You're just trying to win the game. But it is, uh, it is a nice little reward for where, uh, you know, how far they've come. What
2: are you learning about the uh, Bears offense as you delve into the
1: tape? Yeah, a lot of different layers to it. Um, you know, there's uh, there's obviously some, some Kansas City influence to it. Um, there's also some Rams influence to it. You know, there's a lot of um, sort of new age offense to it, like zone reads and RPOs and using um, running backs as wide receivers and jet motion and, you know, all that different uh, stuff and, and some really good playmakers there. Um you know, so um, that's that's probably the biggest thing. You know, we, we played them last year. A lot of the same players, uh, a different scheme. So there's probably not a lot of carryover uh, when it comes mm-hmm. to last year's game.
2: Your <laughs> opponents are playing your offense in training camp. with Some carryover there.
1: There's some. I mean, they they, they do a lot of things that are that are different. Um, you know, they've they're, they're different. I say there's Kansas City influence there. They're different in Kansas. It's, it's not – you can't just, like, put that stamp on it. You can't just put our offensive stamp or anything anybody else does. Um, you know, they also run some schemes from last year. Some of the run game has a lot of carryover from what they did last year. Um, they sort of melting pot and put it all together. They're unique. Um, we have to treat them as unique. We can't treat them like our offense or Casey or Rams or anybody else. We're going to have to play them. Play them. Um, he's getting, to, he, he, he's sort of a point guard out there, moving the ball around to a lot of different guys. He he does a really good job of executing what they're doing in their run game with all their layers of zone reads and RPOs. Um, they, they run a lot of different RPOs, three by one, two by two slants, um, slant flats, stick outs, hitches, speed outs. I mean, all those I mean, just because it's a run doesn't mean it's not going to be a pass. And he's he makes the right reads, puts the ball in good position. He's also really good athlete and, and can extend plays, throws really well on the run. All those things will be challenges for us. Do you know? Um, yes. I mean, like like literally, they use them all over the place. Line them up in the backfield. Line them up as wide receiver. Wide receiver motion into the backfield. In the backfield motion out. Um, jet sweep, inside runs, outside runs, um, you know, deep passes, short passes. Um, you know, he's 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 a really important part of their offense. We saw that a little bit last year. Um, we knew how talented he was last year. Um, he's he's in the same vein this year, and um, you know, they're finding ways to get him the ball. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that sort of mirrors, you know, the rest of the guys. Cray didn't come to us until midway through the season. Um, you know, Trey was, you know, with us and then back to the practice squad. And then, um, you know, and then special teams role and then found a little bit of role on defense after, uh, after Rodney got hurt and was out for the year. Um, you know, I think that those guys have both sort of learned. I mean, they're both coming from different positions. Trey was a very inexperienced player that – Played at Shepard uh, Shepard University. Um, Cray had a little bit of starting experience in the NFL, um, even though he he was you know didn't have a job when we got him. So they were coming from different positions, but um, they both settled into those roles well, and they've um, you know they've made enough plays for us to 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 win five of our last six and and get in.
2: What have you seen from Belodi over this last little stretch? It seems like he's been more active
1: yeah you know i think i think you're right um you know he went through a span in the middle of the season where he was injured uh, missed a couple games with that calf muscle and even when he came back um wasn't moving quite the way that he can um he battled through that and i think you're seeing him you know get out on the other side of that but um whether it's been a tackle for a loss or a pressure last couple weeks he's he's made a couple a uh, couple plays for us that have, that have had a big impact on the game um yeah, that's sort of sort of what we expected. But again, I don't I don't know that it's been a big change or a resurgence for him. He's just he's just back healthy, you know, and it's hard for anybody to do anything when, you know, they're I mean he, he was trying his very best, but you know, if he if 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 your if your calf's not firing, it's hard to move and defensive tackles in this day and age need to move, they just can't be statues. As a follow
2: to that-, that, you see getting journey back? to the way you used him last year, or
1: are you kind of settled into the way you've used him the past few weeks? No, I think he's 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 getting a little bit more. I mean, the, the game, a lot of the the late part of that game and also two-minute drive in the um, second quarter, we were using a lot of three defensive ends and Fletch. So there were a lot of chances for reps that maybe he didn't uh, he didn't get. Um you know, I, he's also a little bit like a he, He's showing us flashes of the old Timmy, and um, as he gets a little bit more practice and gets a little bit more reps, we look forward to more of that.
2: Jim, Jim, you mentioned, mentioned uh, that, uh, it's that time of year, and there's eight head coaching openings. Um, obviously, your attention is focused ahead, but is is that something you're still gunning for to become head coach again?
1: Yeah, you know, I think that um, the way we are right now. And having got into it, it was a little bit different last year because we had that off week and there was going to be opportunity um, before you were done playing. Um, that's not the case this year. All of our focus is uh, is, is right ahead on the Bears. And um, quite honestly, it's my goal to keep playing. And if we do our jobs well enough, maybe uh, maybe any opportunity might not be there i mean it it, that's just the way it goes um but our our total focus is on the bears and you know we i think we've come too far as a team over the last six weeks to um to water that down with anything else i'm certainly not you mentioned the pre-snap motion with chicago doug mentioned that as well what what is the main goal of that is that to stress the communication, of the defense, get their eyes moving. In yeah, order. I mean that's yeah that is one part of it. Um, people use motion a lot of different ways. They use motion to ID defenses. They use motion to put stress on defenses from um, like you know having to cover a guy when he's running as fast as he can away from you. They use um, those kind of motions to um, to put to make you have to communicate, make guys have to change responsibilities across the way. Really depends on what defense you're in as to to how the motion affects you. Um, You're just seeing it a lot more from people. I mean, motion's been a part of the NFL and shifting and stuff like that for a long time. You're seeing double motions. Motion one guy stop, go back motion the other way. Um, Guy's motioning into the backfield, out of the backfield. I think it does put a lot more emphasis on communication and, and things like that. It's nothing we haven't seen from half a dozen teams this year. They're not doing anything unique. These have really good players doing it, and they do a nice job in their scheme of, of, um, of putting you in positions that you have to communicate, and you also have to watch your keys. You can't get distracted by other things. What stands out about Trubisky's mobility? Um, yeah, I mean, he's first of all, it's part of the run game. So I think that that's, uh, you know, that's that's number one part. He's, he's certainly capable of pulling the ball and, and running for yards and first downs and things like that. And um, it just adds another dynamic to the passing game. We've, you know, we've seen it from so many different uh, different quarterbacks. If it's not there, he can create and he can, he can start a new play. And he can also make a big play down the field. Um, I think we saw that a little bit from him last year. Um, I know in that game we were play we were having a really good run defense game in that game and he had a scramble late in that game that sort of took them out of the negative, uh, out of the negative yards. So we, you know, we, we saw him move around a bunch. That's part of what they do. And, um, you know, it's been, it's been working for him. We're, we're going to have to do a good job keeping him contained, reading our keys, um, making sure we're playing responsibility when it comes to the zone read and the RPOs and those things. Because if you don't, he's the guy that um, you know can make you look bad. Earlier in the season you mentioned that
3: when the takeaways weren't coming, that you didn't want guys
1: pushing for them too much because that's when mistakes
3: can happen. Now they have their ski mask and it seems like that's been one of their goals. How have they been able to balance that with wanting to get those takeaways but not missing assignments yeah i mean the
1: ski masking is more fun for the guys and it gives them it gives them you know gives i mean you you've seen it from teams like university of miami with the the turnover chain and people people try to do a lot of things anything that can promote um you know some camaraderie and things like that are all good um but the turnovers come when you do your job and um make plays that come to you um you know, including sort of the first play of the game. You know, you talk about all the different things. I mean, quarterbacks scrambling around, um, you know, guys breaking all the way across the field. Russell's, you know, right there with him. and The quarterback has to make a really long throw on the move. Malcolm's coming up to, uh, you know, to force that. He floats the ball, and Russell's able to go, go across and make it. That had nothing to do with anything other than, Um, You know, getting pressure, getting the guy flushed, uh, having a guy in position to secondary pressure him and Russell being in position and high-pointing the ball and playing with good technique. You know, those are all the important things that come to to takeaways.
2: Jim, you're up against a uh, a coach from – an offensive coach from uh, Andy tree or or Andy himself. Is there something that you kind of know that you're going to get um, in those situations or is there something central uh, to to each of their success – Knowing that there's there's going to be variations of the offense, but is there something that you know from you know going up against those kind of coaches that that come from Andy that you're that you come to expect or has, has come yeah, to
1: I mean, I, I think that I I would say this um, the Andy Reid offense has changed so much over the years. I mean, if you put it side by side with what was his first year here, ninety nine, you put it side by side with the ninety nine offense, you wouldn't even recognize it. You know, so um, I think uh, the hallmark of that is that he has ad- uh, adjusted with the times. He's adjusted and, and metamorphosed. Metamorph- well, he's, he's, he's transitioned, um, you know, through all the different uh, dynamics. And it's different when it comes to, you know, what, te- what, what his players are, um, you know, all the different, you know, things that are going on in the NFL. I think that's a sign of good coaching. So I think that that's probably number one. I, but I do think that um, you, you, even though you're seeing a completely different s- scheme, you're seeing some core um, some core um, things. I don't know other way to put it. Um, still efficient running the ball, and, um, and the short passing game was still very important to them. So I think those things carry over. They might do it a completely different way. Nobody was running zone read. In 1999, Um, you know, everybody's wanting true West Coast things, but the principles of run the ball still, um, control the game with the run, they do a very good job of that. Um, You know, high percentage passing game might look a little bit different, but there's different ways that they do it. To
2: the back is something, you know, Andy always had a guy kind of like Cohen.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know that he was using them as wide receivers back then, um, but – yeah, for sure. It it's it's just different way to do a lot of the same things. You know, I mean, you know, no matter how far you, you know, go to all the different ways offenses are, you know, working right now, running the ball still works. You know, running the ball is still important. Short passing game, high percentage, keeping the sticks moving, still important, making big plays, still important, mobility of a quarterback still important. Um, you know, all those things carry over. It, it it's it's packaged up a little different way. There's um, you know, it looks a little bit different, but those core principles stay the same. Same, same thing with defense. You know, um, you know, rushing the passer still important, tackling still important, getting off blocks still important, stopping the run is still important. Might look totally different than it looked in 1999, but a lot of the core principles stay the same. The he's 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 certainly been an improved player for us. Um, he had some rough spots early in the year, and and he was also helping out in some positions that. Um, you know, I mean, it was it was it was tough. I mean, throwing him out there at safety because of some of the situations that we had. Um, but he's come up uh, he's come up big at the right time. I think his his journey this year has sort of um, has sort of um, mimicked the the defense as a whole. He's playing his best football late in the season. He's overcome some things. He's he's put some 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 performances uh, behind him. He's tackled much better. I think all the things that you can say about mm-hmm. Rasul, you could probably just put the defense right next to him on those. You have one more? You uh, talked before about Michael Bennett as a, as a pass rusher in terms of size strength. To to, Where the technical, uh, t- his
2: technique? I don't want to say cerebral, but he, uh, he uses that
1: a lot to his advantage. Yeah, he's a smart player. He's got some spider sense to him. You know he's he's one of those guys that just can can feel certain plays. He's really good. You saw a screen pass. That's nothing new. Um, go back to the Dallas game. He made a play on his own read that was like incredibly. I mean, it was literally like there was some spider sense there to know who had the ball. Um, you know he's he's really good at he, he's he's he studies really well and his technique is good. He's he's a tough matchup for some guards sometimes. Um, you know, and, and um you know, again he's he's playing good football late in the season for us and uh, we've needed it. Okay. Thank you. Guest, thank you.
3: Spent about six weeks at UC Irvine. I train huh? Yeah. I train yeah. Sure did. We'll see a UC Irvine have very often
2: in <laughs> Philadelphia. What's that? So I got it from, uh, NFL Oh, football. you did? I, just, I got covered you guys back.
1: Mike, how impressed are you with what you've seen from
3: Chicago's defense? Uh, well, they have an excellent defense uh, as, as you know, their reputation precedes them. And Coach Fangio is as, uh, as good a defensive coordinator as, as there is in the league. So uh, it'll be a great challenge. And I know our guys are excited about it. We're looking forward to the game. How did
1: he work with Coach Fangio?
3: What impressed you with him? His attention to detail. Um, obviously, in his scheme, uh, his, you know, he, he does a lot of things, a lot of different things, the way he utilizes his personnel. Um, you know, mixes mixes things up, uh, does a good job week to week of, uh, of uh, um, you know, not, not having tendencies or breaking tendencies. So, um, you know, he's as good as there is. Did they do anything together this week? Uh, no, we haven't talked this week. No, I told him thanks, though. So.
2: Yeah. Statistically, Nick is getting rid of the ball quicker than he usually has at previous points in his career. What's working so well for him? He just kind of quick passing. Well, I
3: think he's just in a good groove. and um uh, we're getting good protection up front, and uh, guys are doing a really good job being where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be there, and uh, and getting open. He's throwing the ball accurately, and they're making plays. So,
2: You kind of got back to running back by committee after it had been Josh for a little while there, and uh, now Darren's back and he's right. working in Wendell. Well, what are the benefits of each kind of approach, and, and where are you most comfortable? Well,
3: I think it, it helps keep everybody fresh and involved. Everybody's got a role in the game. Um, and can contribute to to the outcome of the game, and that keeps everybody's energy level high. Um, certainly, you know, not only just on game day, but throughout the course of the week in practice, and knowing that they're going to have a, a role in the game and the ability to contribute.
2: You all know about Mac and what he can do um, individually, but what do, what do they do schematically with him? Do they move him around? Yeah, know.
3: they'll move him around. Yeah, they'll they'll they'll, they'll move him around, and you uh, would be on the right, be on the left, they'll be inside. Um, they'll do a lot of different things with him, and obviously, he's an elite. Pass rusher, um, which we faced a, a few of those guys this year, but um, he certainly is excellent. When you
2: face the pass rusher that moves around a lot. What, what are the keys for the offensive line in in, in you know, King and?
3: and on him? Well, um, I don't know if there's a key for the offensive line, but you got to know where he is, um, you know, and, and that's a credit to, to Vic because he knows that by moving him around that that makes it more challenging for for offenses. The
2: hard hard. With back in Chicago. How have you seen? Him?
3: Uh, I think um, certainly from just a maturity standpoint, the way he approaches each and every day and each and every practice, um, the way he takes care of himself, uh, and certainly uh, you know from a, a competitive uh, maturity standpoint, you know, he understands the moment and uh, and what it takes and and uh, you know when he's got to ramp it up and when he's got to make plays um, to help us win. And, and uh, you know he he like you know we we're talking about Nick earlier. He's he's in a really good groove right now. I think he's playing with a lot of confidence and. Uh, I um, mean, that catch for a touchdown the other day was as good, you know, as good a catch as you can make with a guy trying to rip the ball out of there, just shows how strong his hands are.
2: I was going to ask you that you've seen him really it on these past few weeks. Up here, you say the ball tends to find guys, but is there is there something more to it in terms of what he's doing, the offense is doing?
3: No, I don't think so. I think uh, maybe just a heightened sense of urgency from everybody. I mean, we, um, we put ourselves in circumstances where we had our backs against the wall, and uh, and really, you know, we had to come out uh, swinging, and, and we did. It's a credit to everybody. Um, you know, we, we talk about certain individuals up here, but uh, it's really a credit to everybody that's that's in the huddle or guys like, you know, we're talking about running back by committee. or You know, everybody is, is uh, involved. Everybody's got a piece. Everybody is playing with urgency. Uh, everybody's uh, focused and, and uh, playing with attention to detail to do their job well. And uh, we're getting the results that we want.
2: Hey, uh, so they ended up uh, first in run defense. Uh have team, has anybody been able to run on them effectively, and, and how? If Not managed.
3: consistently. I think we broke it down, and there's, I'm um, probably going to mix the numbers up, so you can't quote me directly. But uh, runs over ten yards, um, I think there's less than twenty uh, for the season. So obviously, they do a great job uh, stopping the run, and, and to do that, uh, you got to play great team defense. You got to fit your gap. Um, you know, everybody's got to be where they're supposed to be, and, and that just is a you know, a really good example of, of how well they're coached and then how disciplined they play out there.
2: How, how uh, We've we all seen young quarterbacks in the playoffs. Uh, you have a quarterback who's got a lot of playoff experience at the highest level. What, what's the luxury of, of having a QB who's played in so many big games, playoff games? Well, I think
3: there's, you know, I've, I've been there uh, type of confidence that, that Nick uh, can carry into the game, and not only Nick, but um, the rest of the guys in, in our locker room that were part of this team last year. Uh, we know that this team is, is not the same team that we had last year, so there's guys that, that weren't on that run. But the guys that were, um, they have been there, and they can draw on that experience and, and that confidence because confidence is a result of demonstrated performance, and they've been, out, been able to go out there and play well. When it
2: comes to prep from your standpoint, how valuable <coughs> is it to have a relationship with Vic and kind of understand how he likes to play defense?
3: Um, I mean, I think that we all evolve, and and uh, certainly he's got different uh, pieces to the puzzle that that he didn't have when we were together. Um, I guess almost three years ago now, so that's 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 a long time in football. Um, so we just got to study what what they're doing now, who they're doing it with, and uh, try to put a really good plan together. So what are the, the top keys
2: um, to having success against against this team?
3: I think the same as they are pretty much every week. You know, you got to be efficient. Um, You want to try to stay on schedule, be in third and manageable situations, be great in situational football, Um, try to take care of the football. You can't turn the ball over. Uh, You know, all the the same cliches that that you would hear each and every week. I mean, those things stay consistent. There's a reason why people say them and repeat them all the time because you have to do those things. And when you don't, you make it harder on yourself. And we know they got a lot of guys over there that can make it hard on you. And um, we got to try to – uh, we got to do a really good job on those guys so that they don't, you know, they don't wreck the game.
2: Mike, you guys had more success early games as, after you know, a period where you weren't. What what changed? What, what, what do you think has been the biggest difference that you guys been able to get out ahead on teams?
3: Uh, I think maybe a lot of the same things as as you know. I was just saying it was we've been able to stay on schedule. Um, we've been more efficient, you know, with with our runs. We've been efficient with the passes. Uh, we haven't been taking negatives. We haven't had penalties um, to start the game to put you in a you know on a first and twenty or something like that on on an opening drive, which makes it more difficult. So um, we've we've had uh, you know really good concentration and focus and and, uh, and guys have made plays. What
2: about simplification? Um, I guess the win over I forget one of the ones maybe in the Redskins. You guys have talked. A lot of the players said that you guys did a little bit of that. And then before the you talking about the last or the first well, uh, Redskins game? this The first Redskins game. game when you guys beat the Rams, you guys talked about cutting down the pre-snap, pre-snap motions, and so that, that was a little bit – is that – is the simplification of the offense maybe something? Yeah, that's really I, I
3: think that might be overstated just, just a little bit. Um, you know, we're not a huge shift motion team, uh, and I think there's a time and a place for motions, and when, when those times uh, present themselves, we try to do that, and we, we try to do them for a reason. We don't motion or shift anybody um, really just for eyewash. They are – for a reason, um, you know, from a schematic standpoint, a play count standpoint, really everything's been about the same. When
0: you look at Lane Johnson and Jason Peters, you know, as your hook there, like how important are they going to be against, you know, the Bears' pass rush? I mean, obviously in general.
3: Yeah, I mean, they're obviously a huge part of what we do. Um, you know, JP and Lane have been doing it at a high level for a really long time. They're, they're uh, one of the big reasons for the success that we've had. Um, you know, every team can't sit here and say that they've got you know two two bookend tackles um, like that, and those guys usually rise to the challenge. They look forward to these kind of opportunities to to play against the very best. Um, they've had an opportunity to do that in here, really in the last month of the season, to play against some really really good uh, defensive ends, defensive tackles. So um, I, I know they'll be ready. Yeah.
1: team played eighty nine yard almost twelve minute drive on Sunday. I wonder what your appreciation for that drive is, and during the course of the drive, and then.
2: As you watch it that night or the
3: next day, well, it's one of those things when you when you get the uh, the surface there on the sideline, you look at the total number of plays. You're just kind of like, wow, that was that was a long drive. We ate up a lot of time, um, and obviously in a game like that, to be able to keep the, the ball away from their offense and then really to finish the drive, get the touchdown uh, was was really important. Uh, you know, I think it gives everybody a lot of confidence. Uh, we ran the ball very efficiently. I think we were 60 percent efficient uh, running the ball the other day. And um, forty-three minutes time of possession, and, and that makes it hard on your opponent to to score enough points when you hold the ball for forty-three minutes. What's the most
2: impressive and most spectacular catch you've
3: seen Alshon make? Oh boy! Uh, the one in the Super Bowl obviously was pretty spectacular. The touchdown that he had, um, he had one against uh, Minnesota. I think it was in two thousand and. Uh, 2000. It was either 13 or 14. Um, he had a pretty spectacular catch in that game. Uh, those would probably be the two that that just come immediately to mind. And
2: what allows him to make those types of his
3: catch rate is his body control. Um, like we talked about a moment ago, he's he's got really strong hands. Um, got a lot of confidence in his hands to catch the ball away from his body. Um, but you got to have body control to do that. You can't you know you can't be flying all over the place. So. Um, you know, he's one of those guys, he's, he's, he's got, uh, excellent length and creates, can create separation, uh, and tight coverage, but he's got the, you know, the body control to be able to hold a guy off and, and still make the play.
2: From a coverage standpoint, what makes the Bears so good at kind of the pattern matching and not leaving those voids in zone?
3: Yeah, well, they do a great job with their, their pattern match. I mean, they're on your concepts and they mix their coverages up. Um, and they got good players, you know, they got, uh, Kyle Fuller, who's having a career year, I think he's got seven interceptions or something like that, and these um, ball-hawking safeties that, that they have. And they've played together a long time. You know, that defense, Vic's, Vic's been there for, for I think it's four years now. Um, and, and the rest of the defensive coaches there have done an excellent job. There's continuity um, and scheme. And then they've added uh, some really, really good football players. So when you get that, it's a, that's a good combination. Thanks.
1: How important is it to have a center sort of with the ability of Kelsey to realize maybe where the rush is coming from and shift the protection? Well, you can
3: never underestimate the value of Jason Kelsey um, and what he does for offense. Um, you know, the poise that he plays with, his ability to be able to communicate uh, what we want to get done, his ability to be able to recognize in an instant, get it communicated and then everybody to be able to, to, to you know, be in lockstep with what he's called immediately and, and be on the same page. So uh, he's invaluable to, to what we do offensively. And, and not only that, he's just a really good football player. Um, you could be smart, but not have the ability. and He's got a ton of ability to go with it. Uh, and so, you know, he, he's one of our team leaders and one of the reasons why we're successful. Knowing
2: now, no, no. Sean, the way that you do, uh, do you have a sense of what this, this game means, means to him going back to Chicago? I think we're
3: all excited just to go back to Chicago and have the opportunity to be in the playoffs, um, to be in the tournament. We know what that means. Um, and, uh, you know, we're just focused on, on what we got to do to go up there and play our best game and beat the Bears. Thanks, thank you.
2: Hey everybody, how you doing? Well, that's good. My name is Bill Matz. I am the director of Fun and Games for Broad Street Hockey Radio Podcasts.
0: And I am Kelly, the
2: deputy managing editor of BroadStreetHockey.com. I'm Steph Driver, the NHL editorial manager for SB Nation.
0: And I am Charlie O'Connor, lead Flyers writer for TheAthletic.com.
2: And together we make up BSH Radio, one of the shows that you get at the SB Nation podcast family. We have a lot coming to you this year, and we want you to listen to our show. It is just an all-Flyers, all-the-time show, so much content. I really hope you listen to it. It is a great piece of the SB Nation podcast family, along with all your other favorite sports. We all love hockey, specifically the Flyers. Let's go to the Flyers. The
0: hockey team of Flyers.